Hey everyone, yesterday, September 5th, former Cobber Brandon Zilstrup made the 53-man roster for the Carolina Panthers. Brandon has a unique journey to the NFL, going from D3 to the Canadian Football League to getting his first NFL spot with his hometown Vikings. I was able to have an interview with him back in February where he talks about this journey. Hey Brandon. Hey Caleb. How you doing? I'm doing well, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for taking the time. All right. So, like, what was your recruiting process out of high school like? Uh, honestly, didn't get really recruited out of high school. I had, I had like five Division two teams look at me. Only one Division three team that was kind of Concordia. There might have been other Division three teams, but I kind of had my goal set a little bit higher. So if they ever went to my coach, I think my coach kind of told them that maybe. Um, so I didn't really look at anybody but Concordia in the other week. I looked at Concordia because my brother, older brother went there for a year and a half. And so I already kind of like knew all the coaches and stuff. I had a bunch of friends that went there. So Awesome. And what was your time at Concordia like? I mean, it was cool. It was, uh, it was obviously, you know, a small school, but made great, you know, friendships that have kind of lasted. I still keep in touch with a ton of guys. I'm good friends with a ton of guys, but uh, overall, uh, good experience. Is there someone at Concordia that had like a big impact on who you are like, as a player and a person today? Like, do you have like kind of like a mentor or someone from Concordia that helped you? Definitely Aaron Willits, Coach Willits. Um, he's somebody who I still, you know, keep in contact with today. He just kind of, you know, instilled some. Just like, you know, his words of wisdom, he used a lot of cliche things all the time that we kind of laughed at at the time, but something I always kind of took to heart because I know he was saying them for a reason. And like he always said, cliches are cliches for a reason because um, they, they hold merit and they hold true, like kind of no matter where you are, who you're talking to. It's just, it's just little stuff like that that, you know, I kind of took from him and very appreciative, very thankful um, for, you know, having him as a coach. So then, once you graduated from Concordia, uh, what was your time like after Concordia? I mean, like, how did you go about getting noticed? You went to, like, NDSU's Pro Day. What else did you have to do to get noticed? So I moved down to Arizona with Griffin Neal. He was a quarterback. He was my quarterback my junior, sophomore and junior at Concordia. Um, still one of my good friends to this day. Uh, but he, he moved down to Arizona to, you know, try out for the NFL, too. And just said, like, cause I, I didn't know where I was going to train. And he's just like, you can just come down here, live with me, train with me. And I was like, you know what? I have no other options right now anyway, really. Um, I, ha I did have one other option, but I couldn't afford it. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to move down there and figure it out as I go. And so I went and did that. And just being down there, we just did as much research as possible, try to net network as much as possible. And ended up finding... Um, four CFL workouts just like online and when did those and had a couple contract offers from them um, did the NFL regional combine which they don't do that anymore but that was just like a, you go there pay pay like 250 bucks go work out and supposedly those that film was sent out to like all 32 teams they quit that a few years ago um, I don't know the reasoning for that um there's just, there's just so much thrown on scouts' plates already that I'm right. sure that's just another thing that they have to search through and they just don't want to, I'm sure. Just actually knowing. I'm, like, friends with some scouts and, you know, 
learn I know a lot more about what they have to go through on like a daily basis and stuff and there's already so much on their plate so I'm sure that was just something that you know they kind of just said fuck it <laughs> <laughs> okay so then you got so you signed with the Eskimos you had a couple options um, um not not exactly so I'm, I'm doing all this without an agent I'm trying to do this all on my own um so I had you know I had two contract offers from two other teams and then I went and worked out with the Eskimos and I had a contract offer from them too. And after I got that third one, I was trying to be an agent myself. And I was like, you know what? I got three contract offers now. I'm going to go try to leverage, try to see if I can get more money. So I went, I called Edmonton back up and I said, yo, I already got two other offers. I was just kind of telling them about that. And they're just like, you know, who'd you get your offers from? And I told them, they're just like, let me call you back in five minutes. And so then they hung up the phone and called me back in five minutes. And they put me, they're just like, we put you on what's called a negotiation list. Okay. And with that, Edmonton, since I'm on Edmonton's negotiation list, nobody else can talk to you. So they're like, if another team, team contacts you, um, let us know because it's like a penalty for the other team. And so it's, 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 it's a bunch of like shady business that I had to learn real quick. But uh, a teams, all teams get like 22 negotiation list players. And so most of the time, it's like a bunch of like big name NFL guys that you know, if they if they don't work out in the NFL, like Johnny Menzel was one, like Lamar Jackson, like just kind of guys like that. But so they gave up a, one of those roster spots for me because, you know, they found out other teams were interested in me too. And I think they just really wanted me. So they, um, you know, kind of just went out from there. So when you when you signed, you started playing, you made a pretty big impact, um, like right away. What was your mindset going into that opportunity and like getting that opportunity? Uh, I honestly, cause my, my goal was the NFL and I told them that they knew that they, okay. they were completely cool with that. Um, but I had my mindset in the NFL. That's something I wanted to do since I was a little kid. And so I honestly just looked at it as like a learning experience. And I kind of told myself that like, this is like your internship for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like you go prove here, um, go get a contract in the NFL. Okay. And so that's, that's kind of how I took it. Um, so then you went on your second year was even better. You made the all-star team. Your team had a pretty good season. What was that season like? Can you describe it? Uh, a lot of ups and downs. I think we started off seven and zero. ended up losing the next six games straight. Um, we just had a ton of injuries on the team. I think, I think they said like we set a record for most guys on our team. Cause we had so many guys on injured reserve. Can't remember exactly how it went. But uh, yeah, it was just a lot of injuries, and then we I think we ended up winning the next six or seven games, and then lost in the championship, the semifinal championship game or whatever. So I missed the that game two years in a row and lost out. So that was that was pretty disappointing. Uh, we definitely had the talent and the coaches to get us over the hump to get that great cup. You know, something that our team was really focused on and didn't quite get it. So it was a it was super hard, super disappointing, but. That's that's life. So then, after the uh, 2017 season, uh, you got signed by the Vikings. Did you have other offers from any other NFL teams? Yep. So after that year in the CFL, we had I think we had like 20 some teams kind of contact my agent, um, just trying to get me in for a workout. That's obviously too many teams to go try to work out for in a month. So my agent and I just kind of sat down together and picked out the best opportunities for me, the best chances of me actually making a team and succeeding. Mm-hmm. So we went and set up like five or six different workouts with those teams. And um, so it kind of came down between the Vikings, the Jets, 
the Cardinals and the Colts, I would say, were the top four teams. Yeah, after that, it was just kind of a decision, um, just kind of see who offered what. And we liked the Vikings offer. We liked everything that um, we kind of saw on paper, like as far as roster, how they were talking to us and everything. So we ended up choosing that. And, you know, I was super happy about that because I got to come back home and play in front of my friends and family again. Yeah, that was my next question. What did it mean to get signed by your uh, hometown team? Did, were you a Vikings? Uh, were you a Vikings fan growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, big, big Randy Moss, Chris Carter guy, Dante yeah. Culpepper, Robert Smith. Like those are guys I watched growing up. And so for me to actually put on a Vikings uniform, like I always kind of tell people that's something I've manifest since I was in like kindergarten. That's something I've always wanted to do. I used to always draw myself in Vikings series growing up. So um, to actually be able to do that was uh, was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing. That's awesome. Um. And then before this season, um, you were cut by the Vikings, and then you got an opportunity with the Panthers. What was that like? Was it uh, was it disappointing for you to get cut or another opportunity? I mean, it popped up pretty quick. So what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was disappointing because um, I wanted to play for the hometown team, mm-hmm. but um, I try not to worry about that kind of stuff. Like, there was some stuff that was kind of out of my control. Um, I was dealing with some stuff. Um, so ultimately, like, yeah, I got cut. Yeah, it sucked. I was kind of upset about it for a little bit, but I looked at it exactly how you just said, like, you know what? I get a new opportunity. I get to see fresh faces. I get to go to a new place. I don't, I'm going to a place where I don't know anybody. Um, so I just kind of looked at it as like a, like a fresh start and just mm-hmm. kind of like a challenge for myself. Yeah. Uh, something I was kind of looking forward to. Um, so, I mean, ultimately it was pretty cool. Awesome. Um, and then just like overall, have you found it harder to find opportunities beca- become, because you came from a smaller school or have you felt like, like, even since you've been in the league, have you been treated differently because of that? I mean, at this point, um, I mean, once you're in the league, you're in the league, getting, getting in the league and like going through training camp and stuff, that's definitely plays a factor. But once, once you're actually in the league, like I, I have a year under my belt now, so at that point, kind of colleges is kind of thrown out the window. It's what you've done in the league now. Okay. Because it's, it's such a league of what have you done for me lately. And, uh, you know, if you're not warming up to their standards, you know, they're going to find the next guy because there's thousands of guys trying to get you, trying to get in your position. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, like my college doesn't really ever get brought up. Like if people ever want to hear my story, they might ask about my story. Right. And I kind of tell them I just came from a D3 school and had to go to the CFL before I got my opportunity to the NFL. But I don't think that sways on any other decisions, decision-making for uh, coaches or anything. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't, I just don't see that. I, I guess I've never thought about that. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time. Thank you, bet. Uh, have a uh, good luck this next season. I appreciate that.